Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why Our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin, brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert, joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you will know from news.com.au and also pro punter Brad Miller. Gentlemen, how are you? Good, boys. Hi, Tim. Today on the show, we'll look at which horses to bet on and why. We'll have a look at Melbourne and Sydney, the quaddies there, and we've each got a best bet of the day. All right, guys, $100. We've got four races. We've got three in Sydney, and we've got one in Melbourne. Let's start with race six, Sydney, the flight stakes. Brad, which way are you going here? Yeah, Fireburn comes through a strong Golden Rose form reference, um, but it's easy to tie all that form in through in secret. The filly I like is number three, Zoo Gotcha. She was a big improver coming out of the Queensland Carnival, back a much better filly this time in. She won the Silver Shadow first up, defeating in secret. Then she was four weeks between runs in the TROs. She's probably entitled to knock up a little bit late there, uh, but I thought she kicked back really strongly when the stable mate got outside her. And I've just got this feeling she's just been taking the piss a little bit. I think there's more there. So third up on the two-week backup now to 1,600 metres. She's going for a clean sweep in the Princess Series. And if she wins this, she makes a strong case for the best three-year-old filly this season. J-Mac from a good gate stalking the speed. She just profiles really well for me to be winning this. Um, The heavy ground, I don't want it too much wetter, but um, she did handle the heavy to win okay uh, previously. So I'm going to have my $100 a win Race six, number three, Zoo Gotcha. Alrighty. Um, Kenny Callender likes Zoo Gotcha. What about you, Matty? Yeah, I sort of agree. Uh, the thing with Fireburn, she second best run in the Golden Rose, I, I think, after the winner. But this race is still an afterthought. It wasn't the plan. It, her, her program was two runs and that's it. I don't like. I know it's only a week back up and things like that, but this wasn't the target for her. And now it all of a sudden she's been, you know, she was trained up for the Golden Golden Rose, and that was it. Um, still a class filly, obviously. Is she a question mark at the mile too? That's another thing. I don't think Zugotchi is. Um, like Brad said, the the, the stable mate, Madame Pomeroy, came at it at the 250, and I thought, well, the race is over here. But then Zugotchi found and then fought back and went even harder on the line. And Zugotchi has been timed to the minute for this run too. So I, I'm favouring Zugotchi at 3.30, on blue bet over 245 men on blue bet don't forget she's extreme too better better at the mile no doubt about it won the champagne last year and wolverine um look at the look at that run last start the teed, teed up ready to go for the mile but i just think zoo gotcha waller mcdonald barrier two um i'm gonna have my hunter on zoo gotcha as well all right, let's have a look at the Premier Stakes. Of course, this is Group 2. Uh, it is worth a million dollars, though, and it's the last time that we'll see some of these Everest runners have a crack. Lost and Running will be the favourite. Yep, no doubt about it. And Lost and Running peaked after the Everest last year in winning the Hunter. John O'Shea's admitted that, but 
when he ran so well fresh last start, I sort of said to John, is that a bit of a surprise? He said, no, 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 no. We've put plenty of work into the horse. We have him a run ready. I guess they, he's a, he's ready a run earlier, which he should be. Third up into the Everest and not peaking fourth up. Um, he's a big boy, so he does take time. So that's why they're running him third up in the Everest. But what a slashing run uh, that was in the shorts. And I'm weather watching here because I want to back him on top, and I will. Um, but I think if it gets well into that heavy range, then we have to start thinking about Marzu at $4.20 on blue bet there. Uh, Marzu was great too in, in the shorts. Didn't get a lot, lot of luck either, was flushed out a little bit. Um, so weather watch there. I want to back lost and running if it's not completely a bog, but if it is a bog, I'd more switch to Marzu. And you got Overpass and Mask Crusader. Mask Crusader, um, he'll peak for the Everest as well. And I'm, I, I think when Mask Crusader wins a race, I think if he does this prep, it will be the Everest. I think that's it for him. He was great um, first up. He's going to run well again. And then you got to throw Overpass in too. Um, I just think you just go the, the four best horses and... Um, I'll, I'll back Lost and Running 100 on Lost and Running on the proviso it's not worse than a heavy 9 if it gets into the 10 range I'd be going to Marzu so that's my thoughts yeah John O'Shea very happy with uh, the run of Lost and Running the other week and Overpass of course uh, split them um, so yeah some really interesting chances in this race race 7 uh, I'm going to go Apache Chase I'm going to look for a little bit of value um, out of the 7 uh, resumes and was the group uh, Kingsford Smith Cup winner at Eagle Farm, two back. So, look, uh, try well at Deegan the other day. Um, I know it's an outsider, but $17 on blue, but there's a bit of value there. So I just think Apache Chase is a real hope, Brad. Yeah, I'm seeing it um, quite similarly to Matt. The the one lost in running, other than his failure in the new market second up last prep, he's built a really solid profile of a horse who improves his rating significantly second up. Um, I thought he was excellent first up, closing behind Nature Strip. He was three and four wide without cover the entire race. Um, alongside him there was Overpass, and in behind was Mazu, who looks the main danger. Um, look, look, they've had a bit of rain last night. It was a it was a soft seven. It's now a heavy eight, um, and there's a bit more forecast. If it was a heavy eight, I bet I was really keen, lost and running. Maybe a heavy nine might be okay, but if it gets to a ten, as Matt sort of said, um, I think Mazu comes right into calculations. Uh, his profile does, however, have him just sort of levelling off second up before elevating third up, uh, So, which for him would obviously be the Everest, and he'd be looking for a heavy track there. So I'm going to play it the same way, 100 to win, lost and running, but if it gets to a 10, then uh, I'll probably switch to Mazu myself as well. Alrighty, let's have a look at the Epsom race eight. And, of course, in years gone by, it was pretty much the Epsom and we drew the curtains on Sydney Racing, but of course the carnival goes all the way through to deep in November. I'm looking for a bit of value here again. Um, Nimalee out of the 10. And I just think that, uh, you know, on a seven-day backup, goes well on these softer tracks. And it's got real each-way claims. $15 with Bluebet. Nimalee, um, for me, in the Epsom, Matty? Yeah, it's... It's, it's not like the old days, is it? Um, the top the top weight's 56 and a half. That's the way it is these days in these mile, mile handicaps. Um, for that reason, I think top ranked might be a chance here. And we saw a few years ago, correct me, was it the Epsom or the Doncaster? I, I can't believe I can't remember this. Hartnell won it with a top weight and track record over the mile at Randwick. So um, I'm not scared of 
top rank carrying the top weight along with Converge because it's not the spread in the weights is only five and a half kilos. It's, it's nothing. So I think it's sort of even though it's a handicap, I just picked the best horse, and I think top rank possibly is the best horse. That was a really good win in the Bill Ritchie, and you got to go back to last prep fifth. One and a half lengths to very elegant, the Chipping Norton. And then um, one and a three-quarter lengths behind Lost and Running in the Hunter. Um, that's what it's done since coming to Australia. So pretty fair horse. Um, I'd love it if Ice Bath won. I think most people would because she deserves a big race win. McDonald. She's won, you know, she's won about four and a half million in prize money. Like, it's been phenomenal, hasn't she? And she just hasn't hit that mark, that black type. The thing is, though, she's still valuable, even if mm. she hasn't won. She's probably the only mare that hasn't won a stakes race that was super valuable. Um, mm. Second in the Doncaster, third in the Doncaster, second in a Golden Eagle, we all know. Yeah. A second in, uh, down in Melbourne in a Group 1, too. Um, I'd love it if she won. I'm just thinking top rank, 420. Hinge just coming to favour on Bluebet now, 370. Definitely a chance. Um, we'll sit on the speed too. I've got that in for third from Nimley, fourth. We'll sit on the speed. Nimley, Ellsberg, um, Hinged, Cross Talk, Converge from Barrier One will kick up. See some speed in this race. So it will favour the likes of Ice Bath and Top Rank sitting behind. So I'm going to have my 100 the win on Top Rank at 420 on Bluebet. Okay, what about you, Brad? Yeah, Ice Bath's an interesting runner, isn't she? She's, as you say, she's won all that prize money, but she's only two wins from her last 29 starts. Um, one of those was a benchmark 78, and the other was an invitation-only race. So she's been a great money spinner, but um, she's not really the ideal sort of betting proposition. I think the eight, the one that they've backed early, the eight hinged, um, she drops five kilos. She meets Ice Bath two and a half kilos better out of the George Main. So she's incredibly well in. She handles all conditions. The heavy track won't worry her. Um, for me, she just has to overcome the handicap of Kira McAvoy, who seems to be going at 8% strike rate for about two years now. So I'm going to have $60 a win on the eight hinged. And I do like the other one, Matt mentioned, the one top ranked. Um, there must be a good story with this horse. Amazingly, for a seven-year-old who's had 15 starts, he's only made it to the races for a second-up run um, twice in a prep. And on, on both occasions, he's, his output actually dropped away considerably. So that's the query on him for me. But if he holds or improves his rating second-up here, I think that'll be enough. Um, he's top weight, but he gave away a lot of weight first up when he won as well. So he actually probably gets in even better here. So I'll have 40 a win on him too, the one top ranked. Good book of racing at Flemington, of, of course, tomorrow. The the highlight will be the Turnbull um, race seven and some really interesting horses in this. You know, Edward Cummings has got Duas Profondos in there as well. But for me, I'm going to look for value and gold. Trip will probably start the favourite. Blue bet, $3.60. I'm going to go for Allegron, um, James Cummings at $14. Last start winner at Long Odds at Ramwick on a soft track. We'll appreciate the cut. Damien Oliver on board. So uh, I'll have 50 each way on Allegron, Brad. Yeah, he's going really well, isn't he? He's a definite winning hope. Um, I just can't go past the, the 12 gold trip here. His European form is exceptional. Uh, he's run fourth in an arc 
Um, and that's the race our Melbourne Cup winner and 11-time Group 1 winner can't even get a run in. Isn't that unbelievable? Um, I was wondering whether the yeah. rugby referee, the French rugby referee, who, who ripped us off in the test had something to do with that. <laughs> well, I heard someone mention the submarines as well, the submarines deal that oh, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. She wouldn't have won anyway. No. Oh, no. maybe not, but boy, she deserved a start, yeah. didn't she? She's a great horse, but she's past her best now, and I think... Might have been a good thing for her not to run in that great race. But anyway, go on, Brad. So under under set weights and penalties, he's the best weighted horse all spring. Um, so let's drill down on that just a little bit further. In the Cups, he's currently top weight with 57.5 kilos, but he's actually on the minimum here with just 54.5 kilos. So a mare like Juaeus will get a 4.5 kilo swing in her favour if they clash in a Caulfield or Melbourne Cup. You know, Great House gets a 6 kilo swing. Um, the one win from 12 is the only knock and possibly a good track. But look, if he can't win this, I'm really concerned about what they do with him going forward. It's only going to get much harder for him in a Cox Plate at weight for age uh, with a huge weight swing against him in handicaps if he goes the other way. So um, he just has to take care of these. He could win it by five if he's fair income. So I'm going to have my 80 a win on gold trip. Uh, and the other 20 I'm going to have on the 15 maximal, um, the sort of $41 shopped all in. I think he went up about 21 or $23. He's into about $17 now. He's another one with really strong European form. His peak Australian figure was in the Dooman Cup when he split uh, Hoiter and Zaki on a good track back in May. So that'll mean although he's only second up here, he have good residual fitness. Uh, and I thought he was good late on unsuitable ground in the Georgia main. And he now meets Juaeus four and a half kilos better out of that and Profondo two and a half kilos better from weight for age to set weights and penalties. So he's another one that's in really well. So I've 20 a win on him. Juaeus, you know, she's won group ones at 2,000 metres third up at her previous two preps in Melbourne. She's just in pretty poorly at the weights. Um, and I'm probably just happy to watch her go around here. I think she probably peaks next time in the Caulfield Cup. So uh, that's the way I'm going. 12 gold trip, 80 a win, 15 maximal, 20 a win. Gosh, we've got a few good weeks of racing, don't we? I love it. I love this time of year. Now, Matty, one thing I haven't mentioned, and it's a little bit off horse racing, but it's still in the world of sport. Are you slightly nervous about your Penrith Panthers going up against Parramatta in the grand final on Sunday as we ask that question leading into the Turnbull? Well, it'll be the worst or the best day of my life. Put it that way. <laughs> I hate Parramatta more than any other, all the other teams combined. So that'll give you a clue. If Pen, if we win this game, we'll be talking about this in Penrith for the next thousand years. That'll tell you how big this weekend is for us. It's massive. Uh, it's a ripper. It's an absolute ripper. What about the Turnbull? Yeah, back onto racing. Um, I mean, I just can't get Profondo on a drier track out of my head. I thought he was just going to win the Wink Stakes first up. Loomed up like he was a good thing, then just gets nutted out. Fangirl flashed home, then gets nutted out by a horse called Animo. Runs fourth to Zaki the next start, again behind Animo. I mean, the form around him, none of these horses really, apart from Jewess, have got any sort of form like that. Um, I just think he's got some X factor. I'm not dropping off him just yet. I want to give him one more chance. The dry track can bring the best out of him. Craig Williams on. We saw what they did in a Cox Plate a few years ago. They always snat, almost snatched it from what turned out to be a possible champion Japanese horse. Um, so I'm going to back him to win this race. Dewis, class horse, 
has won here at the track and distance before, like Brad said, peaking um, later in the prep, but can possibly win this race on the way considering it's not a lot of quality in it. Gold trip, though, I remember watching him run first up um, in Sydney. He came from, I think, 10th on the turn and ran third. And after it, Jason Collett said he just, he was not, right in terms of fitness and he ran from 10th to 3rd just on pure class and he's come out and run 3rd in the naturalism again so class horse well 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 weighted due to the fact he's only won one race which is the other concern he's a non-winner but I think he'll suit Flemington I really think uh, over Caulfield nice bigger track and Allegron you're right Tim what's he done wrong absolutely nothing but I'm just going to go 50 each way on Profondo at $10 the win 3.30 the place Okay, all right, Profondo for Maddie. When we return, we'll have our quaddies in Sydney and Melbourne. Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Alrighty, let's have a look at the first leg of the Quaddy in Melbourne, Brad. And of course, it's the Bart Cummings over 2,510 metres. Yeah, I'm swimming with the tide with my selections here um, with the marker. I think the 10 interpretation is the one to beat. Uh, Out of a very fast race, second up can map closer, drops two and a half kilos down to the minimum weight and should be ready for a, a clear peak now, third up. The four Dush and Sweet Junior, um, first ever run at Flemington, but it's a track that really should suit him. I think heavy track to good is a tick. Uh, he's been running on an unsuitable races. The stable are flying and gets Jamie Carr sticking with him, I think is a good push. The eight lunar flare getting away from Caulfield is a big positive for that horse. Um, the five desert icon uh, track pattern in favourite for a dominant win at the Valley last week on the quick back up and in form. And the nine high emotion beat a few of these sort of convincingly last night, had the blinkers on there, stays on the minimum weight. Um, she has a terrific overall record. It's just good to see her back in winning form for some good connections. So I'm going to go with those. They're pretty much the top of the market. I've got the 10, the 4, the 8, 5 and 9. First leg of the quaddy is the Premier Stakes in Sydney, Matty. Yeah, we've already talked about it. I just think we'll go a bit short here. I, I think Lost and Running and Marzu can run in the first two. So I'll just put those two in for my early leg, numbers one and three. And we have talked about the Turnbull, race seven in Melbourne. Second leg of the quaddy there, Brad. Yeah, so I've got the 12 gold trip, 15 maximal. I am going to put in the two Duras because I have a lot of respect for her. Um, and the others I'm throwing in are the 16 Surefire. 
It's been backed. It's sort of $20 into 11 This is one I'm wary of for the Waller camp. His best stuff overseas was on dry ground, and this is his first go on a good track here in Australia. He had a big boom on him last year, uh, and this could be his time, you know, second Australian prep. If he wins this, he's into the Caulfield Cup with 50.5 kilos, and he probably starts about the $4 favourite there. So keep keep an eye on him. Um, the Tanner Legron can definitely win, has Hitotsu form, which I'm not sure is as elite as people are thinking, but did beat Shawfire last time and he handles all conditions. And the four Profondo, dry ground and good map, the key for me. Um, won't surprise me to see him bounce back with um, Craig Williams in the saddle. So I've got 12, 15, 2, 16, 10 and 4. Four dollars the field with Blue Bet, the Tab Epsom race eight in Sydney. You've got uh, Hinged and Ice Bath just ahead of top rank there, Matty. Yeah, um, as we've already discussed it, um, so I'll, I'll put my top four in with one top rank, four Nimely, five Ice Bath, eight Hinged. Now the other one at huge odds, I want biggish odds, twenty nine dollars on Blue Bet is War Eternal. Bjorn Baker's been telling anyone that will listen that this horse has came back in massive order. And it ran second to stablemate Ita last start when it should have won. It got held up at a vital point. Then Ita's come out um, last weekend and it arguably should have almost won too, but it got bad luck. So I think there's some form there. So chuck in the number... 12 War Eternal as well for your blowout in the Epsom. Race 8 is the third leg of the Quaddy of Melbourne, Brad. Yeah, this is a leg I think people will be going wide, but I'm going to try and trim this one up because we've sort of gone wide everywhere else. I think the 13 swats that um, just about everyone's probably sacked her by now, but if she's going to win again, this is the one. Uh, has some huge runs and ratings against Nature Strip in the form guide, and she should peak now second up to hopefully get that Group 2 win on the page. Um that will have been one of the goals for the newly appointed Marin Eustace stable this prep. If she can't win here, she'll, she gets life for me. So this just has to be her day. So the 13 swats that. Six rockin' horse, good late first up. Same again second up. Peaks now, third up, better ground. And she gets a one and a half kilo swing in her favour versus Baller. But she does meet swats that three kilos worse for beating her in the new market. And the one at a bit of value I want to put in is the nine Zutori. He's sort of around that $13, $15 mark. He was beaten in this race a nose last year with 60 kilos. And he won this race the year prior. Gets him at 57 this year. And he was chopped out at a key stage first up when he was seemingly sort of cruising into the race. He's the kind of warrior you want in a race like this at a price. So I'm just going to go with those three, 13, 6 and 9. Third leg of the Quaddy in Sydney is Group 1 Racing over 2,400 metres. The Furphy Metropolitan, Matty? Yeah, Durston's on fire, isn't he? Smashed him in the Newcastle Cup. He's really coming to his own after very good barrier trials um, this time in. Then his first two runs were a bit left head scratches and he's just come out and gone bang bang in a couple of cups if it gets really wet though Stockman's the one um, really good run last start good first up run too might have had a bit of second up syndrome there second up but he would love a wet track he'll run the 2400 I want to put those two in but also I don't know why Cariff is $51 he'll definitely run the trip and he did run second to Durston in the Newcastle Cup he was beaten a few lengths sure but um $51 compared to $3.70 favourite. It's a bit too much of a gap there for me. So my numbers will be 1, 7 and 12. 
What about race nine in Melbourne, the final leg of the quaddy there, Brad? Yeah, another derby sort of lead-up race. I'm pretty keen on the four Artsino here. There's a lot to like about the Sandown win. I love the way he attacked the line at 1,500 and the Flemington 1,800 looks like it'll really suit him. He's clearly the one to beat for me. Um, one at a big price, the five Grand Pierre, sort of around that $34 mark. He comes through that Artsino race, uh, was... He was either left a bit flat-footed or just didn't come down the hill well at Sandown. Then he was very good once he balanced up, um, and he's since raced again, sat three wide, no cover on speed, and won. Um, he's now drawn for a softer run this time, and I can make a strong case for him at, at that big price, sort of 30, $31, $34 versus Artsino at four sixty. Uh, the 15 Pavitra uh, is a New South Wales visitor for the Freedmans. Is dual ex- she's dual accepted. Uh, looks like she might be running in the flight. Um, she's got a jockey book in there, no jockey book down here. But she that was a high rating win last time. Dropped back from the 1800 the start prior um, and back to 1800 here. Looks like a good setup for her. I think she can win if she runs down here. Um, the 12 Berardino. Uh, another through that Sandown race behind Artsino, um, then okay behind Arf Cabin in the Guineas Prelude. It's D-Day for him, gets a tongue tie on. He put in a really nice jump out leading into this prep and I thought he might have been a good horse, but he's let me down a bit. Um, so hoping he can run well at a, at a decent sort of price. Another one at a big price is the eight Dream Hour at about $31. He cruised into the race, and when he got a split, he just put him away over 1,400 in his maiden win, six best last 200 of the meeting. And the one through the Flemington race, which is probably the form reference everyone's going to go with, the one Mr. Maestro, um, he's sort of the one out of that that I'm going to take. That was a heavy 10 to a firm track. He was pretty dominant there. Um, so the heavy to the good track's probably the knock for me, and they just sort of didn't come home anything flash there so that's my concern about that race but it did rate pretty well so I'd be keen on the 4-1 out but I'm going a bit wider uh, I've got 4-5-15-12-8-1 Final leg of the quaddy in Sydney is a benchmark 94 I do like the Arrowfield horse remark in this one Matty Yeah me too I think it should be almost favourite I think the, I'm not even putting the favourite in my quaddy I, I think it's the lay of the day that back of Lena but um, anyway I'll my last leg, I've, I've got to have Rustic Steel, not well-weighted, of course, but flew home first up in the Theo Marks. Going great, that horse. Um, from Remark, who, as a gelding now, is going to start to fulfil his um, promise because he's a talent, no doubt. Coal Crusher. Coal Crusher's first up, wet track. Um, he's just a winner, that horse. And he won a race at Randwick last prep and... Just went away from them. I couldn't believe how good a win it was. I want to put those three in. I just want to add odds, throw in uh, Kinlock. Um, second up, better for the run. Uh, beat Kiss Sum on a heavy track last time in. And Kiss Sum's a pretty bloody good horse. So um, $21, I think it's a good value chance in that race. So we'll go one, three, seven, and eight. Alrighty, there's our quaddies. Up next, best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. 
All right, boys, I'm going to go to Flemington, race three for my best bet of the day, and it's number one. She's lickety split around that $3 mark on Blue Bet. I like it, Brad. Yeah, she should appreciate getting back onto a firmer track at Flemington for sure. Uh, I found the day really tricky, to be honest. Uh, I've landed on um, Zugotcho in race six in Sydney as my best bet. She just gets a lovely max stalking the speed. Um, James McDonald should give her every possible chance from there. And she just has a great platform for me for a peak rating uh, third up. So I think she can explode. And I'm hoping she can get the, get the chockies for us. Race six, number three, Zoo Gotcha. What about you, Maddie? Well, my best bet is the best weighted horse in the world on Saturday. Not just Australia, in the world on Saturday. So, um, Williamsburg. You mean gold, gold trip? No, Williamsburg <laughs> in the Dulcify. <laughs> um, set weights. Drops back from 59 kilos in the Ming Dynasty round. I think the second fastest 600 of the day behind Golden Mile. Back to set weights and penalties over a mile. Loves a wet track. Your man, Karen's on Brad. But um, if it can't win that race with even luck, I don't know what race it will win. It's so well-weighted. Um, so race five, number one, Williamsburg paying 440 on Blue Bet. All righty. That's it for what I'm backing. And why make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors, Matt. Blue Bet, the holy own Aussie bookie. And thank you to Brad. Of course, thank you to you, Maddie. I hope we've found you a couple of winners in there and we'll be back on board next week. Good punning, everyone. See you, guys. Bye. See you then. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.